But could you just bring up the vision uh, under about? That's it. And then go to vision. Awesome. So um, I've got 15 minutes. So I'm going to just... Um, just going to share a little bit. I've been thinking a bit about how do I live in revival? Like It's great hearing about things happening in other places, isn't it? But I'm only responsible for me. And you're only responsible for you. So how do I live with my own personal revival, my own sense of being revived, living in the fullness of who God is and who he says I am? and stewarding that the best way I possibly can. And I've been thinking about that question, and as we've been thinking about what it is for us to live as a church with some vision, we basically want to go for these four things. Because this strikes me as, this is what we're talking about. Stewarding our own personal revival, and then we see that catch. Yeah? And so, enjoying God's presence connecting as family, growing as disciples, and loving others. We tried at one stage to whittle it down to three, but we just can't, and we want to just stick with the four, so um, deal with it. <laughs> um, so uh, that's what we're doing. So if you can just scroll that page down. I just wanted to give you some of this blurb. So um, enjoying God's presence. We love God's presence with us, knowing him, not just knowing about him. And when we say God, we really mean the Trinity, so knowing God as our Father who loves us, knowing Jesus, our Savior, and, and <laughs> um, uh, and being led by the Holy Spirit as we live our lives. Jesus said at the end of Matthew's Gospel, he would always be with us. So it fits that we should experience his, and enjoy his presence and power with us. When we meet together, we love to celebrate who God is, expressing our hearts to him and to hear him speak to us in a variety of ways. We have a deep-rooted conviction that God loves us, is good, desires good things for us and for those around us. Do you believe that? Yes. Is it deep-rooted? This is a really important deal, isn't it, for us? And um, uh, Yeah, let's scroll down to the next one. Uh, connect as family. As we've already said, God is family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they exist in perfect relationship with one another, loving and preferring one another. As such, this family of God created us to be part of their family as dearly loved sons and daughters. We have been invited in. Come on. No, is that not? Yes. Okay, come on. We've been invited in. This was their heart before you were even created, and despite humanity's rejection of God found in Genesis 3, the Father's love for us has never decreased. So the river is a local expression of God's family, and we are, the, we are sons and daughters, according to the language of the Bible. We've become spiritual brothers and sisters, led by the Holy Spirit. This means we look for ways to cheer each other on, develop friendships, and have just a little bit of fun together. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, so, um, actually, while we were worshipping, I was reminded of something. Do you remember Mark Saunders, who was with us? If you've been around for a little while, Mark Saunders was with us late last year. And um, Mark shared something, um, I think, that 
uh, he, in their church, they'd had a word, or he, he'd heard a word from God, which was make room. And they took the word seriously and they started making the church bigger and moving stuff out the way and taking walls down and, and all the rest of it, expecting that what God meant was make room so that more people could come into the building. And actually, when they then reflected on it, what God actually said to them was, no, 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 make room for me when you gather. And part of this morning and part of the last, however long we've been flowing now as the river, um, is we want to make room for him. It doesn't matter if we have no minutes to preach messages. You don't need another preach. You know enough. You're dangerous enough to the enemy. We just need to start applying it. <laughs> yeah? And actually, I don't mean start because we already are applying it. But you know what I mean. We get to cheer one another on in faith and good deeds. It's what we're here for. It's what we're about. It's what we're going for. And, um, and there's a little phrase that has been going around my head for the last little while with God. And, um, and it's simply this. If something matters, everything matters. And I've just been kind of going, God, what does that mean? Um, and, and it's not a phrase in the Bible, except I keep reading the Bible and saying to myself, if that matters, if that's significant, if that thing is significant, then that's got to change the way I, I live my life. I've got to orientate myself differently in light of that truth. And so not long ago, we celebrated Christmas, the incarnation, God becoming man. Like, if that's true, that's a something, isn't it? God becoming man is a something. And if that something matters, then everything now matters. Everything about the way I live matters in light of that truth. And so it goes on, doesn't it? It, it, it matters then how Jesus lived his life, what he said, what he taught matters and so everything now about me matters in light of that I, I watched the chosen have you ever watched the chosen I, I watched the chosen and I'm, I'm I'm engaging with it thinking wow what he's doing is intentional what he is doing matters and so it's got to matter to me what I do how I live how I speak how I handle people. It matters. When I'm in my car and someone cuts in front of me to get a parking space, which literally did happen to me a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> it matters what goes on in my heart, how I respond to it. Yeah? How do I steward my own personal <laughs> revival? That's what we're bothered about. That's what we're going for. Um, we're coming up to Easter. And the cross stands. 2023 and the cross still stands. The most significant symbol in a world dominated by symbols. The cross stands. It matters. 
the blood and the body of Jesus broken for you matters. And it's got to get to us. And it's got to get us to reorientate our lives so that we live poured out. We've, um, we've been doing a pre- uh, preach series on Ephesians and we've kind of dived around a little bit. And uh, um, I thought we'd kind of come to a, a nearly the end. Um, and, uh, and Peter's got started on the armour and, um, and I think he's going to keep going. Are you going to keep going? Do the, do the rest of the rest of the suit because um, it's it's awesome, isn't it? And uh, but you know, it's interesting. I, I look at the book of Ephesians and I go Ephesians chapter one, two, and three. Paul's saying if those things matter, the gospel, the truth of it, if that matters, then four, five, and six, everything else then matters. It's what Paul is saying in his book. It's, it's neatly divided up like that. And he does that often in his letters. It's what he's saying. It's, it's, it's us coming here in worship and lifting up our songs and our praises. And it, because in here it matters. But then we're all going to walk out the door. And what happens out there then has to matter. Otherwise, what's the point in doing what we're doing right now in here? This is what we're talking about. And... Um, so yeah, we've had you know, Ephesians 1 to 3 and then Ephesians 4. It starts off, um, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. He's saying everything now about you has to matter. We can't be unintentional. We can't be casual on anything. We can't tolerate sin in our lives. We can't tolerate the, the, the stuff where we fall short. It has to matter. And I'm not talking about perfectionism. I'm talking about living intentionally. Like every day matters. Yeah? Ephesians 5, he goes on the same way. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us, gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and as a sacrifice to God. Life becomes then about us actually sacrificing like Jesus did, becoming a fragrant offering, walking in the way of love as dearly loved children of Father God and connecting as family. That's what we mean by those four statements. We're going to work it out together. What does it look like for us together to work this out? To live like everything matters. And um, and central to this is our identity in God. Jackie did a great job a couple of weeks ago. Um, sharing on identity and our authority. And um, Jesus is his, his genius in his ministry to start off with his baptism because he knew this identity piece was going to be so significant for everybody, all of humanity. And so Jesus goes to the lowest place, pretty much the lowest place, just up from the Dead Sea, 
he came to the lowest place on planet Earth, physically, geographically. And there, he's baptised. And um, a few years ago, I managed to stand in that river and, um, and I had Phil Harvison, for those of you who know Phil Harvison, an old friend of ours, he, um, he crept up behind me. I'm standing in the River Jordan where they reckon he got baptised. There's like two or three spots up the river, frankly, where they all claim that you're on the Israeli side and the Jordanian side. And it doesn't matter. He was in that river at some point. I'm standing in this river. Phil comes up behind me and says, can you hear him? Can you hear him? what? You know, there's like tourists around and cameras going off. And Phil said, you're my son. And I love you. And I'm so pleased with you. And it was a little bit cheesy, but it was brilliant. Just taking a moment. Have you heard it? Have you heard him? Because our identity starts there. I spoke about money a few weeks back. A um, couple of easy messages for us to hear. How are you doing with your money? Have you, have you done your homework and sat down with the Holy Spirit and your, and your bank account and your, your finances? That's what we're challenging ourselves to do at home. And uh, it's not easy but it is when we're in God. And uh, we're, we're um, I said that, that I want us to slay some giants. And Paul talks about principalities and powers in Scripture. He talks about um, things that want to oppose, actually, the, the, the kingdom of God and the, the authority of God. And actually, money, sex, and power are three very significant powers that want to redefine people's identity. Yeah? And it's as old as the hills, but it's just as relevant and just as alive today in 2023. And the way that we take down the giant, the way we counter the giant, is by saying, actually, what are the principles of the kingdom that we build into our lives? Because as we establish those principles, then actually the giants have to flee. And, uh, and so if you thought the, the, ma- uh, the money ones were easy, we're going to get into some other ones in the coming weeks. We're going to chase down the giant that wants to redefine our identity around materialism. But also what wants to chase after us in terms of what is a sexual identity who wants to redefine our identities around sexuality. And then, actually, political identity and how we use power. wants to redefine us. And yet, this is what Paul says in Colossians. We're going to land with this. Paul says, So then, just as you've received Christ... Um, sorry, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, 
which depends on human tradition and the elemental forces, spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. We are brought to fullness in Christ. Our identity starts and stops in him. He is the head over every power and authority. Goes on to say, um, verse 13, When you were dead in your sins and your uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He's taken it away, nailing it to the cross, having disarmed the powers and authorities. He's made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Hallelujah. So our foundation is identity in him, in Christ. And um, actually this, just short message, I just wanted to put this out there as a foundation of this. We're going to navigate some of these topics, um, but actually we're going to do it by first of all knowing our identity as children of God. Knowing that it's him who's, who's... put his spirit in us which has caused us to cry out Abba Father we've become children of God we've got umpteen songs about being children of God haven't we that we sing and they trip off the tongue and I'm so glad that they do because we are children of God and when we get that straight when we make that our start point we can navigate everything else we can navigate everything else sensitively lovingly carefully we can navigate it all yeah wonderful okay i'm going to pray and then we're going to land um lord jesus i want to thank you for this morning lord i thank you that you are doing a work in us through us um lord i thank you that we've chosen to live yielded lives we've chosen to say that you are the lord of our lives and lord i want to thank you that we've found our home in you and that you've actually come and made us your home your dwelling place Lord we're so grateful for this union we're so grateful that we for what it is to know you to be included accepted forgiven (laughs) declared righteous and Lord I want to pray for us as a church family where we use that word and maybe that word for some is painful Lord, we want to reclaim the word. And Lord, would you help us learn what it is for us to be a family of believers. To be truly, to be brothers and sisters. Jesus, it's what you call us into. Yes, there's earthly homes and households, but you call us into the family of God. So Lord, would you help us, lead us forward in terms of how we do that how we do that as a growing family. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
All right, we are done. If you've got children, can you go and collect them? That would be awesome. Um, if you want to stay around and chat, um, please feel free to do that. If you're new, please grab one of us that's been up the front because we'd love to say hi and um, help you get connected with us. Um, otherwise, we're done. We will see you. Uh, there's nothing Tuesday, is there? No. Refresh is on this Tuesday if you want to come and say hi and have a coffee with us. Um, you'd be very welcome at half five. Otherwise, yep, yeah, we are done and uh, have a great week. God bless.